Let's get this. Let's get this. Let's get this. Top of the morning. 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 Did you, okay, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was toilets, toilets, toilets. And do you have you guys heard of this story? No. No, but this is my favorite way in. Again, I just I love when I open a show log and it starts with something like this. I'm always I'm immediately You're like peaked. what is what could toilets have to do? Can't wait to find out what he's got in mind. Can't sports. wait to find out. Um this it was last week when the Clippers announced that they were building this new Intuit dome for their team, even mm-hmm. though they lose in like the conference finals or conference semifinals every year. <laughs> um, and Steve Ballmer at the like place that was he was announcing it for all of Clipper Nation or whatever they call themselves. Um, he said that one of the most annoying things at a game is when you have to go to the bathroom during like an important part of a basketball game or, you know, any sporting event really. And you get there and there's a big line for it, like a big line mm-hmm. for the bathroom. And so he said, I am installing 1500 toilets in this place. And that like, doesn't seem like a lot, but most stadiums go to a ratio of like 25 to one, like 25 people, one toilet. This will be a seven to one ratio. <laughs> I love that. This is great news. And I'm women, like, women news. around the sports world rejoice. No more lines. I don't know if you've ever been to a a sporting thing. I feel like the line has always been at the men's bathroom. I mean, there's certainly more. I, I can only assume there's more men than women, but women take longer, so it makes sense that there would be a line for them. Hmm. But I'm like, how big do these bathrooms like the facilities? have to be to house all of these toilets yeah but is he adding like full stalls or is he adding like urinals because that doesn't count really as a toilet i mean you've seen like evan's been in a men's bathroom I, sydney have you been in a men's bathroom have been in a men's bathroom before. okay i'm familiar so are you familiar with like the wall of urinals that is like yeah. you know sometimes it's it could be like 20 urinals right right along a wall See, it'd be more efficient just to put a trough though you would think, but like, there's all sorts of like stigma around troughs. It, you know, that's kind of like old guard in terms of bathroom have etiquette. Have you ever had to use a trough? Yes. Oh, yes. I have a worse one. Uh, when I was in Germany, instead of a trough, this is a good. It this was is just good. Like, I'm glad we're going this way. <laughs> uh, like a fountain, but water wasn't coming out. But it was just like a, a circle, a basin. I've no, I've never. Is it, it? It's a it's a strange experience. There's a couple. So you all just like stare at each other. Yeah, what? I don't know what you do. <laughs> you pee, probably. <laughs> you pee, yeah. I peed, and I left. But like, you're right that a trough could probably house more people because then you don't have like one person, one urinal kind of thing. But like, I don't know. It sounds to me like he's saying there's going to be 
no shortage of facilities. To pee. Yeah, or or do business. <laughs> like I, I don't know what you're doing at a at a Clippers game. Certainly not watching the game. <laughs> so try everything in your power not to watch the game. Well, I mean, if there's Lakers fans there, they're watching the other team. But exactly right. That's that's the whole thing with that is like they want to have their own identity and they want to like be the Clippers. And I'm like, you'll always be little brother. Like as long as the Lakers are bringing in people like LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you're never going to, even if you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you're not going to be on their level ever. So why don't you move to like Seattle or something where you can be all yourself? Seattle Supersonics, bring them back. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But uh, welcome in. This is the 30th episode of the Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. And unfortunately, maybe you can hear it. I don't I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it or not. Um, but we're doing this one over Zoom. This is a remote episode. Everyone involved. The remote Remote to sobe sobe Remote sobe Remote Yeah, there you go. That's, yeah. <laughs> the famous medicine. Uh <laughs> We're all, you know, zooming in from remote locations. Um, COVID has reared its ugly head and prevented us from seeing each other and and getting in the same room. Um, All is fine, for those asking. All is fine. Uh, But just to be safe, just for the precaution of it all, we wanted to prevent the spread. You know, we're we're trying to do our part. So please do yours. Uh, But speaking of the Clippers... (laughs) A very famous Clipper retired this this week. J.J. Redick, one of my favorite basketball players. I think he's more of a famous Sixer at this oh, point. Well, right? to, <laughs> to you he is. To yeah. you he is. Um, and he said on his podcast, he took like six or seven minutes out of his podcast to like thank all the people for his basketball journey and explain like why he was retiring and all of this stuff. And um, I always like it when players talk more than like you know Adrian Wojnarowski or like somebody who's like an insider cuz like it's one thing to say and I'm just using this as an example Ben Simmons wants out of Philadelphia it's another thing to hear from Ben Simmons say I hate playing in Philadelphia right um, I mean he's basically said that but right you're right story <laughs> right um and like I loved that JJ Redick took the time and he was like you know very thoughtful with his words he was you know you know kind of long-winded about like his story and how it started and stuff but um you know i think it was appropriate but his podcast setup is they got it they got it like great they got like lounge chairs and they got like mics that go right up to your like i feel like are you, are you saying that we maybe need we lounge should call chairs? him for some advice well no i'm just saying we're all remote right now uh, and Evan said his mic is too short, so he's leaning over. Um, my mic setup, I'm like on a couch, but I'm like on the edge of said couch, leaning over a laptop uh, on a coffee table. Uh, Sydney seems to be the only one in a comfortable position. We'll see how long that lasts. This chair actually isn't all that comfy long term, but for now, yeah. well, thanks, Abby, for the uh, mic. If you ever listen to this, hey, there you go. I'm in a very squeaky chair. My desk is very Wow, I really well. hope. I'm hearing it, so I think your mic's picking that uh, that squeaking up, but I hope the audience can hear that. That's I hope they can hear it, too. I think I can see it. But, uh, hmm. Evan, 
What what are your opinions on JJ Reddick? Because like he was one of the first players at Duke that I truly loved, and then mm-hmm. he went to the NBA. I tried to follow his career as much as I could, and then he came to Philadelphia. It was great, you know. Um, he left obviously then, but I loved. Yeah, him. he was. Um, I think he was part of like the first phase of the process working. Like you have the process years, like the original ones, the original process years of like tanking getting good picks then you have i would call the development phase so like joel's still hurt he's playing here and there ben is showing up every once in a while uh and then i think jj was there during that during the end of that and then the last phase of this first chapter i would say uh was this run with like jimmy butler they went all in getting jimmy butler for for half of a season uh this is the famous last shot with Joel crying yeah. with the Raptors. So, What stage um, are we in now? Uh, we're in a bonus stage. <laughs> I feel I feel like, well, last last year, so you had you had the, the retool phase during the bubble year. Mm-hmm. Then you had last year, which was the it should work year. It right. should work phase. And now it's the, uh, okay, we need to button up and see if we can complete this phase. It's the uh, you have a paper due tonight and you're you're starting it uh, at three o'clock. I see it as the end of phase two, right? Yeah. Um, phase one is getting healthy and trying it, you know, and then mm-hmm. like trying with Jimmy Butler didn't work. Jimmy Butler leaves for whatever reason that is. Um, Brett Brown. And then stage two starts. You're <laughs> like, okay, Ben, Tobias, and Joel are the key cornerstones. Yeah. And then Seth, you, Danny Green. Yeah, you add little pieces here and there. And then that hasn't worked. So it seems as though stage three will be kicked off by going, Joel's the guy. Yeah. We have to build around him. I think, yeah, it's, it's okay. We have a, we have a, we have a superstar and a not so superstar. We need one more superstar. That's the phase we're in. And unfortunately, a lot of the superstars have uh, found homes. Right. Uh, yeah. And there's not many available right now. So. I don't know what they're going to do. We will see. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you, JJ Redick, for letting us, yeah. you know, allowing us to watch your basketball career flourish. Uh, it has been a pleasure to watch you play basketball. Yeah. And if, you, if you're if you a Sixers fan, listen to the episode of his podcast with Jimmy Butler. It is really interesting. It, it definitely peeks behind the curtain a little bit yeah. of, like, what, what really went on. Um, but we had a big uh, big week here. Not baseball. Not football, not basketball. It's Evans F1 Corner. Grosjean's out of this race. Kimi Raikkonen's under pressure once again from Kriat. Kriat's going to have a go into turn one. Oh dear. Sebastian Vettel has been given a five second time penalty. Gasly comes home to take second place. All right, all you F1 heads out there. Uh,. You're not paying attention. We just came back after a two-week break. Uh, the race most recent before this was Monza, which is known as the Cathedral of Speed. Um, Interesting. Uh, it's just because it, the cars have they. That's where they set like their top speeds for the whole season. Because so they they like tune the car so it has more downforce, like stickiness to the road, or top speed. They're inverse of each other. So uh, that one had a dramatic crash on the turn one 
gotcha. uh, between the two title contenders, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, knocking them both out of the race, zero points, which was uh, interesting. But uh, So this one, we went to Russia, Sochi, home of the Olympics, not too long ago. Uh, a track that has historically done Mercedes well, and by that I mean they have a 100% win rate there. They've never lost a race there. And the just to be time. clear, Max Verstappen is the Red Bull racer. He's the Red Bull driver, yeah. And Lewis Hamilton drives for Mercedes. Mercedes. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so there was a lot of things going into this that, oh, Mercedes is probably going to win. So what happened is Max took an engine penalty. He switched the engine out, which you take a penalty for. You start at the back of the pack then. Uh, so he took that thinking like, oh, we'll just chalk this up as an L. Uh, and uh, he didn't lose. I mean, well, he lost. He was the first loser. He came in second place. But that's pretty impressive to go from 20 to 2. Uh, but the bigger headline of this is Lewis Hamilton just secured his 100th win. Wow. First time that's ever happened in history. He's now has the most wins by nine wins. Uh, so- just over Michael Schumacher, who is 91. Why would he? Why would Michael Schumacher stop racing before he gets to a hundred? Like you can, uh, you can retire after a hundred, Mike. Yeah, he uh, he. So he raced from ninety one to two thousand six and retired a first time. Okay, kind of Michael Jordan. He literally did the same thing as Michael Jordan. Won seven, seven. He won seven rings. Uh, then came back in two thousand ten with like a lower level team. Okay, and then retired two years after that. Did he win any with that other team? No. The last time he won was in 2006. So he, he couldn't do it, is what you're saying. He yeah. couldn't get to 100 even if he tried. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, he tried, but he he didn't do it. it it's weird because in like F1, the car you're driving really matters. Like You could yeah. have a back-of-the-team car and be the best driver ever and never win anything. Yeah. Interesting. Well, And that's, that's a small little plug. If you have Netflix, there's a new documentary called Schumacher. It's really good. It's a really good... Uh, I know you like it, Silas. It's like a little oh. character story in sports. Yeah. Follows him through the whole thing. Nice little tearjerker at the end. Wow. you don't know, he is like, he got into a skiing accident with his kids and is like, can't walk and stuff. No one's seen him since then either. So no one knows his condition or anything. No one's seen him? No. No one's seen him ever. Do, the, do they know where he is? Since. Yeah, he lives. he's back in Austria or okay. in, or in Switzerland just living his life. Wow, kind of morbid there, but you yeah. know his his son's competing though right now. So okay, that Maybe the Schumacher the wins. Gotcha. Yeah. That's the other Schumacher then. Mick Mick Schumacher. Yeah, yeah Michael and Mick. Oh, yeah. Mike Mike and Mick. Yeah, Mike and Mick. Um, yeah. how old? Just to put this in perspective of people who don't follow F one as much as I do personally, you know. Um, he's very invested. Oh my god. Like, the most, I would say. Definitely on the podcast, the most invested. Um, <laughs> how old is, is a Lewis Hamilton? Lewis Hamilton is 36. Okay, so older than I would have thought. Like, your prime athlete years, I would say, like, 24 to 30? Uh, you know, 24 no, to 28? Like I don't know. 20, 20 to 30. Somewhere in there. 
So it's this pretty, guy's like it's pretty low too. Is, yeah. is there any talk of like a retirement tour or any anything? Uh, like that? He just uh, he just signed a contract for I think two more years. Okay, right. But well, listen uh, again. <laughs> He's he's the greatest that's ever happened. He's the most wins. If he wins this year, like the whole overall thing, yeah, he then moves in front of Michael Schumacher with eight championships. So gotcha. So uh, don't fall into this trap where you think like, oh, he signs a two year deal, he's gonna retire after that. Because I've had to deal with that with Tom Brady, <laughs> where he signs these two year deals, and you're like, this is it. It's not the long term deal he was looking for. No, he does that so that he can keep his options open. So when Lewis Hamilton all of a sudden is driving for McLaren one year, you know. Don't He's be surprised. Done that Don't be surprised. Just saying. You heard it here first. Yeah. Um yeah, the, I think the oldest guy right now is Kimi Raikkonen. He's 41 and he's retiring after this year. It makes sense that this sport would lend itself to, you know, some older drivers. And I'm not saying like 40 is old by any stretch of the imagination. Old as dirt. <laughs> I'm just saying like for sports 40 you know that's unheard of we talk about tom brady he's 45 and he's unbelievable um but like that's it seems like an older sport now my question would become then if this is a sport that they're able to do when they're older why not do it more often why not do a couple races a week um is it because of the time trials and all that stuff that they have to do uh no i think it's more about if they wanted to do a couple a week, they couldn't move as fast as they wanted to, like, uh, like to different countries and stuff. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Like they're going to Turkey next. And oh wow! Apparently, they need two weeks. Also, there's a lot of people to move. <laughs> gotcha. If you think about it, you have all the engineers, all of the like management people, the racers, them, the drivers themselves. You right. have all of the, the car itself, all the equipment, but um. Yeah, they've been in Europe for a little bit right now. This is like the first time I go out, depending how you look at Russia, it's in Europe or not in Europe. Uh, so they haven't left Europe uh, at all this year so far. Wow. Okay. There you go. Well, their first um, their first trip out of Europe will actually be the United States. All right. Are you and, going? Are you going to the race? Or? Uh, no, tickets are like $3,000. What? <laughs> but you get the whole weekend. It's three days. Three thousand dollars to watch a car. Uh, it's three days. It's three days. That's a thousand dollars a day if I'm doing my math correct, and I think I I trust yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, it's five events though, so it's six hundred dollars of an event. <laughs> you can slice it any way. That's three grand <laughs> you're giving away. Still too much money. And what's crazy? That's you know what's so even crazier much. than that is they sell out every time. Who's buying it? Mercedes themselves? No, rich people go to these. That's what kept me away from F1 for so long, because this is a rich guy's sport, and it is. This is the rich of the rich. I mean, I consider like golf and tennis rich guy sports. You know know who goes to races over in Monaco all the time? Tom Brady. What a... Uh, There's so many videos of him throwing a boat from a yacht into the, the racetrack. What a, you know, that guy. Stick to your lane, Tom. <laughs> Is this right that they're going to be in Texas? Yeah. They play they race in Austin every year. Good luck finding They're no. they're going to have two races in the US next year. They're going to Miami, too. Oh, well, that one will be good. That yeah. one will be fun. Oh, it's, okay. Well, it's scenic. 
It's what's there to see in Austin, Texas? Everybody uh, loves Austin, Texas. It's the only part worth saving. Hook 'em horns. Yeah, Austin is actually pretty cool. But uh and El Paso. Ah. Uh but yeah, after United States then they go to Mexico. They kind of stay in North America for a little bit and then they go all the way down to Brazil. And then there's a a to be chosen section. They haven't decided who's getting November 19th. Then they head out to Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi to end the season. Wow. Well, there you have it. Very That's cool. Evan's F1 corner. Maybe you learned a little something this week. I don't yeah. know. I sure did. <laughs> but cool. after the break, we're taking you to church. In the rough again? You need a new way to set up and track your shots. Introducing Bogey Buster, the all-encompassing golf app that lets you see the course like you've never seen before. Using any phone's camera, you can see the exact path that your ball takes on each and every shot, giving you real-time feedback so you can make quick adjustments. Having trouble seeing the green? Use the contour map feature to see exactly how your ball's going to roll. Need to see distance to the pin? Our GPS-supported feature allows you to see exactly how far you are from the hole and gives you a recommendation on what club to use. You can also look back and track your improvement by seeing all of your past scorecards. Bogey Buster is already supported at thousands of courses throughout the U.S. and is growing every day. It is truly an all-in-one golf tool. Download Bogey Buster and start knocking shots off your game today. And now for your headline huddle. The St. Louis Cardinals have now won an MLB best 15 games in a row. The streak ties them for the fourth longest such streak in MLB history. The all-time record is 22 games. In the WNBA, the Chicago Sky and the Phoenix Mercury survive first-round matchups and will face the Seattle Storm and Minnesota Lynx on Sunday afternoon. The top-seeded Las Vegas Aces and Connecticut Sun await the winners in the semifinals. And finally, the Green Bay Packers running back Aaron Jones has found his necklace. The pendant contained ashes of his late father who had passed earlier this year and was lost in the end zone during one of the running back's four touchdowns on Monday Night Football. A Lambeau Grounds crew member returned the necklace to Jones on Tuesday. Back to you, Evan and Silas. Wow, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, what an interesting story. Yeah. Man, who would have thought the Cardinals would go out for 15 wins? (laughs) It's crazy. Was that his first time wearing that necklace? Oh, Aaron Jones, yes. That was the first, hey, hopefully the last paid time off for also. Him. Yeah, paid off for him and me. <laughs> yeah, you really, you benefited from that. You did. Yeah, I did. Um, so, I, this is, guys, new segment, okay? This is, it might go well. Oh, boy. It might not go well. <laughs> but I'll see you on the other side of the sports cathedral doors. Let us pray. Dear sports gods, please guide the Philadelphia Phillies on their journey to capture the National League East crown. Plague the Braves as they seek to dash our hopes. Gods who choose outcomes, hear hear our our prayers. prayers. Dear sports gods, 
please grant the Eagles with immense strength and virtue to beat the evil Cowboys. Please allow them to vanquish this evil in the name of green and white. Gods who choose outcomes. Here are Here our are prayers. prayers. Dear sports gods, protect and guide J.R. Smith and all of our student-athletes as they try to navigate the balance between sports and academia. Gods who choose outcomes, hear Here our prayers. prayers. Dear sports gods, allow both of Carson Wentz's ankles to heal quickly so we can receive our first round pick next year. Gods who choose outcomes, hear, hear our, our prayers. prayers. Dear sports gods, as always, look over everyone's fantasy football teams as they challenge each other. Grant first wins, big performances, and upsets to all who need them. Most especially, me. Gods who choose outcomes, hear hear our prayer. We say these things in the name of ye who chooses outcomes, good and bad. Amen. Amen. I think multiple years of uh, being in a Lutheran church has really helped us with that. <laughs> you think? I feel like we're well-versed in yeah. prayer at this point. Yeah. But maybe you, were, maybe you were praying along with us. And if you have any prayers that you need, uh, send them along. <laughs> and we'll do them in the sports We'll cathedral. put out a call for prayer requests. Yeah. Prayer requests. To the sports yes. gods. Pretzel prayers. <laughs> Um, but speaking of fantasy football, um, we have a fantasy football update. I won last week, riding high over here. I also um, won last week. Evan also won. Sydney, how'd you do? I never win. Oh, what's your team name? Loser of the week. Mm, I know myself. So yeah, it wasn't it sounds, close. I'm one in one. Okay, so I came off. Week one, losing to Bishop Sycamore, but I bounce back, baby, in week two, beat Statman Doug. So now I'm going against the Silver Eagles. Um, Thomas. And, yeah, and this is Evan's father. <laughs> I'm nervous, but one of his running backs already had .5. So That's not a good start. Not great. So I am looking to just cruise along. Um, right now I'm sitting in sixth place in the league, which I believe is a playoff spot. I think so, it is a playoff spot. Oh, I'm last in. Woo! Yeah. Skirting in. Last uh, in, first I, out. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, I think the big winner is probably no punt intended so far. Yeah. They went up against Sydney in week one, uh, and then they just annihilated – Who'd they even play last week? My sister, was, Emily. Oh, the yeah. The sister bowl. It was, a, it was an M bowl. M bowl. Right. It was M bowl, sister. It was like not even close. It was just unbelievable. The score was so, 165 to 92 for those at home. Keeping stat sheets. A shellacking. It was a shellacking. So, <laughs> no punt intended leads the league right now, um, followed closely by Bishop Sycamore. Brandon Brooks has anxiety. Yeah, I should change that because he's not playing anymore. Uh, Uh, Staff infection. 
Hertz Locker, and then Jones in for a Big Mac. Everyone else on the outside looking in, but guess what? That can change very quickly. Yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty of football to play. Plenty, plenty. So I'm excited to see what my team has for your father this week, Evan. Yep. Um, Sydney, who do you play this week? I am beating up on the Big Daddy Dirtbags, Lucas. I'm coming for you. Wow. Uh, he has not had great weeks, but you know what? <laughs> it's okay. He's it's okay one and one. He looks better than I hit. Uh, looks better than I do. And see, there you go. He turned it around in week two. Uh, after a bad showing in week one. So you never know. You never know with fantasy football. That's yeah. what makes it interesting. Yeah, I'm playing your local camp counselor, which listeners, if you remember, that's who show, we uh, talked to on the field last week. Right. With their massive win over the other yeah. Emily. But uh, but then last week, they stumbled. They yeah. lost. I think so. it's going to be a tight game for me and them. Uh, I had They had Sam Darnold, who way overperformed on thursday night so but you love to see that yeah i think josh allen is going to eat up the washington football team got geez got a lot of tough games this week i have cooper cup against tampa bay that's pretty a lot of tough games a lot of tough games um and speaking also of our um student athletes jr smith we didn't do a jr smith tweet of the week last week but boy do we have one for you this week J.R. Smith, he tweeted, pissed about this 72 I got on my quiz. Uh, and a gif of Michael Scott listening, looking less than enthused about things. <laughs> so it seems as though J.R. Smith has finally hit the uh, the perils of being a college student. Well, chin up, J.R. Smith. There's plenty of other quizzes to take. What's the worst grade you ever got on, like, an assignment? On an assignment that I completed or I did not complete? (laughs) No, like, yeah, something you, like, did your best at. Like, do you have an embarrassing grade story where you're like, wow, I tried really hard on that and I got a D or something? Um, I had a final for a, a, um, a, what's called mechanics and materials class. And I had a B before the final and I took the final, and I did so bad on the final that I had to retake the class. Yikes! That was that's probably the worst I ever felt. Evan, that is yikes, that it dude. really sucks because I did well in the midterm, um, but I think I got like a thirty percent on the final with no curve. I think the only time, the only time in school that I ever felt like bad about a grade that I got. Um, it wasn't even that the grade was like horrible. It was like a C minus. It wasn't wasn't all that horrible. Um, obviously less than what I would have wanted, but it was the way that the grade was delivered to me that that really got me. I don't know if you guys have ever even heard the story, but um, it was a math class that I took, and my professor was like very like just cold. I I don't know. That's kind of how she was, but. Um, we took a test and I got a C minus on it and she wrote a C followed by like, you know, a minus it shouldn't be that long, right? Like it should just be like kind of a dash, no, no problem. Like she like intentionally put her pen into the paper and just went. And it was like for so long. I'm like, why make the minus that long? And then she had the audacity to circle the C with the entire minus. So I was like, now I have a four-inch minus 
on my paper and it's completely circled with the C and now I feel like a bag of garbage because she's like, well, you really don't deserve a C at all. You deserve a D, but you barely scraped by. Here's the biggest minus I've ever written on a piece of paper. <laughs> that is hysterical. I've never heard that before. No, that really it's horrible. I, I saved it because it was so jarring. Um, I can show it to you. I'd really like to hear what Sydney's lowest grade is because if I remember correctly, she got an A minus in a class and it was not a good day. Don't put me on blast like this. (laughs) What what was your Latin honors? What was your Latin honors? Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. But do you like, you can get an A in a class and still have like a bad assignment or a bad like, nope, okay, you can't. No, well, no, 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 no. I just mean I. Nothing comes to mind in that way. I did have a class my freshman year at Pitt where um, I took, I believe it was the final, and got done pretty quick. Was like, oh, why is everybody taking so long? It's crazy. Whatever. I went back home, go back to my dorm, whatever. I'm asleep. I wake up at like two o'clock in the morning in a cold sweat and realized I never did the essay section of the final. Um, so Oof. I did have to email the professor and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I've just never. Da, 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 da. And then he let me make it up and I got like um, maybe like an 84 or an 85 with the uh, reduction for not having done it the first time. But no, nothing Yikes. else comes to mind. That was pretty fun. Oh, though. hold on. I have one other one other thing. Please. Uh, when I was a music student at Carnegie Mellon, I got a C plus on one of my jury forms, which is like when you play for your final. It's probably uh-huh. like the biggest one, the biggest grade that matters for you. I got, I, I saved it. I have all of the comments saved. And this one just laughed. It was like, when playing this subscri- this transcription, try to achieve a quality of sound and phrasing to keeping within the era and sound like a bassoon. I oh. play the saxophone. I should not sound like huh. a bassoon. Like, you sound like a buffoon. And then he had oh. the audacity to write a C plus at the bottom. Like, are you kidding me? Hey, a C plus is better than a C minus, and a yeah, C minus but, is uh, way worse than forgetting the writing section of a. That's I don't know. This you guys one are was better like, students than hey, I was. Can you uh, can you please look and sound like somebody else? Because you you are giving me a headache. I uh, I think you guys are better students than I am. I just was not. You took. You were a math major. That is not. Yeah, and Evan was like engineering. That's hard. Yeah, and he just told to you do. he failed a class after he took a final. So like, yeah, I, I failed I, multiple classes. Don't get me I wrong. I never failed a class. Well, so I that, never failed a class. I've gotten D's and C minuses, which aren't good enough for the major. Correct. Let's let's you know you passed them, but you just I did use fix them. them the second time, second and third time around. There you go. See, that's Cal- all that matters. Calc Improvement. Two. Calc two Improvement. sucks, man. Growth. Calc two. That that's oh the one. Calc two and physics two were the ones that really beat me up. To to put that in perspective for people, Calc two was at, when did you take that, Evan? Which time? <laughs> oh, the first time I took it. I can't remember. I took it like it's like a sophomore level class. I think it was sophomore spring, and then okay. I took it junior fall and junior spring. <laughs> yeah. So I that was the first math class. That's where I started. Oh, my math education. I started at Calc 2. Calc 1, I which I also I had that. to retake. <laughs> yeah. So I totally understand but that, that to, course. To, to, uh, to uh, uh, re- restore my credibility, I did take 
calc three and differential equations both at the same time got an a at both so yeah recalibrated my my strategy <laughs> just as impressive because those are the next two up so um let's spin some wheel and give away some money today huh shall we sure sounds good evan do you have a guess uh i think last week i said sydney needs to tell me what the uh charities are from memory because she roasted me about it oh no i think that this i'm is pretty good. sure nope. i explicitly Mm-mm. said this was not my job to remember them mm. okay here we Passing go sydney the buck is what that's there's, called there's eight of them sydney do you want to guess uh you know we can go one by one you could just <laughs> so go one this by one. is terrible go ahead try uh okay USO. Boom, that's one of them. St. Jude's. St. Jude's Children's Hospital, that's another one. Special Olympics. Special Olympics is three. Local schools. That's four. The National Parks Foundation, right? That's five. There's eight. Yeah. Not so easy, Mm. is it? (laughs) <laughs> I didn't say it was. You just get the list every week. That's all. You do get the list every week. And the only other three that are on the list are the American Red Cross, the Children's ah. Miracle Network Hospitals. Oh, I thought it was Miracle Network. And Boys and Girls Club of America. So, of those eight, five of which you heard from Sydney, three of which you heard from me, Evan, which one do you think we're landing on? I don't think day? we've ever gotten Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, so I'm going to do that one. All right. Well, if it lands on that, I will double the donation. Oh, that's the new, new, I new wrinkle I'm I'm throwing in there. Ah, I like so that. We're spinning. We go with the National Park Foundation. Mm. That's good. So I like that one. They will receive a donation from us, not doubled because Evan didn't. Sorry. It. Sorry. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Evan. My bad. Way to go, Evan. So you beca- you go one for six now. Is is the uh, still above the average? Kind of. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> still above average. Uh, Certainly doesn't feel that six. way. All right. So Evan goes one for six on the wheel of whimsy, but what's really important is these picks last week nailed mine so i'm one and one sydney nailed hers she is also one and one evan picked the jets i lose rough showing rough showing for the jets. i didn't think the pats were gonna score as many points as they did i also didn't i also didn't think that zach wilson was gonna go uh throw uh four interceptions so you can't bet on these things that's that's, can't win them warn you every week um so evan I'll let you go first because you're in the need of your first win here. Yes. Who are you picking? Uh, I'm taking the Cardinals minus eight. I know that seems like the worst bet ever, but I don't <laughs> they're know. playing the Jags. The Car- Kyler Murray has, is, is like on an MVP campaign right now, so yeah. they have a good chance to stomp this team from Jacksonville. They do. Uh, I am picking – I'm between two picks – uh, but I think I'm going to go with the Packers plus three. I think uh, that's they're going the to Levi bet. Stadium in San Francisco. I don't understand. They looked really good against the Lions last week, but they looked terrible in week one. But I think after watching last week, I think 
the offense has their, you know, has everything figured out. Matt LaFleur's got that group running running well. So I'm going to pick the Packers plus three against the 49ers. Sydney, last but not I'm least. I'm taking the Rams plus one over the Bucks. I think Matthew Stafford will beat Tom Brady. He almost lost to Carson Wentz last week. I just want to let you know that. He well, okay. He was Their trailing team, and like, I think that Rams team is good. I think it's a team that plays down to competition but also plays up to their competition. Mm-hmm. This is a week I think they play up. Is this a one o'clock or a four o'clock game? It is four twenty five. Four twenty five, yeah. I think uh, they, it's the game of the week this week. You know, I've noticed something this year that for the west coast teams for a lot of the time like previously they would give them the one o'clock spot to kind of like or it felt like they were giving the east coast teams a home field advantage kind of put them three hours earlier than they would play but like they've been like i feel like the eagles got the short end of the stick playing some west coast teams that's the first time especially with that that big of a game i'm surprised they didn't push that to later but we'll see how it goes these afternoon games I just think it's surprising. I can you tell how much Fox loves Tom Brady? Having <laughs> Tom Brady in the yeah. NFC. Like yeah. all these years CBS has gotten the Tom Brady games and now Fox is like jumping on there like game of the week every week. It used to be like Drew Brees and the Saints get the game of the week every yeah. week and now it's Tom Brady's going to get it every single week. Yeah. It's amazing. Got to spread the love. Spread the love, <laughs> I guess. Tom Brady love. Uh speaking of spreading the love, uh, that's all we have for you today. No more love to spread. <laughs> There's no more love to be spread in this episode. Um, first of all, I apologize that it's not an hour long. Um, but we hopefully will be better suited whether we do it this way or whether we do it back. I don't know. But hopefully we will be better suited, better planned for next week so that we can hit the ground running back to regular episodes for you guys uh in episode 31 31 but we'll just have to wait and find out the red shirt water boys podcast need a refill listen to past shows by subscribing to our podcast feed stay in the loop by following us on social media on twitter at red shirt underscore pod on instagram red shirt underscore water boys or just email us at redshirtwaterboys at gmail.com.